Whatever. Let's just go. I'm hit record. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do it. Welcome back to Matron Sane of My Specific Nightmares. <laughs> this is our third Halloween episode. Um, we've decided to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, by the way, Classic. I'm the Acolyte. And I'm the Matron. And the Hellhound is scared of the dark. I'm convinced that she's scared of the dark because the lights are off. Yeah. She actually wasn't scared during Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas? <laughs> so one thing that we did for this episode was we got a little drunk. We did. And uh, <laughs> part of our holiday festivities. Yes. Well, yeah. basically what we wanted to do was drag the Acolyte through a movie in, exactly. at night. And I think, actually, it's a good idea, because, you know, I think I could handle it now. I'm moving up in the world. You are seriously just a badass. You, you are. are too kind to me. But <laughs> we wanted to make it fun and do a classic and do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. At night. At night. Usually we do these during the day, because the Acolyte prefers... 1, 1 p.m. Saturday afternoons. 1 p.m. Saturday <laughs> afternoons. That's our tradition. Um, we... Played Never Have I Ever. Um, oh yeah, that was before, our pregame. Yeah, we pregame with Never Have I Ever. Absolutely. Um, the matron won twice. Depends on how you look at it. She's I done view it, it all. as one. <laughs> She's done I it all. I view it as a one. She yeah. she won. Yeah, uh, so we, we made a drinking game out of that just to kind of warm ourselves up, and then we made a drinking game with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Absolutely. But actually, not specifically for the Texas Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. TCM. TCM. Uh, we made a new drinking game. Mm-hmm. Um, we we thought it might be fun, so we Googled one, uh, and none of them sounded compelling enough or specific enough to our uh, mission statement. Exactly. So what we ended up doing was created one, and to be fair, looking back, this is a drinking game that's dictated probably by the matron, because we went, we're going with the, the Matron State of Nightmares official horror movie drinking game is yes. every single time mental health is misrepresented in a movie mm-hmm. we, um, we drink we drink, yeah I decided to go with half shots of rum because we didn't know how it would go but, you know, we just wanted to try that out and for uh, TCM, honestly, you could drink just through the whole movie well, or the movie once, right? Yeah. Because essentially, I had three drinks. I think specifically to the movie because I had right, other right. drinks. But uh, <laughs> there was only three things that showed up in the movie. And they were really all within the same theme, right? Right. Where, um, well, I'll, I'll let you go off on that. Basically, it was misrepresentation of some... Or the mystification, really, yeah. of um, of uh, whatever mental illness that they were, of crazy, really. Yeah, I think it's, exactly, I think it's like that word crazy. Yeah. I think that that's, like, really important. And I understand, like, we use that word for a lot of reasons, and I'm not, like, here to police language. But I think in the movie, specifically, it was kind of used as, like, Almost an equivalent to scary or like a threat. Yeah, it's a catch-all for exactly something we don't understand, right? Right. And I, and and I think you would agree. Even whatever they showed in the movie is uh, it's a bit of an absurdist movie too. It is definitely an absurdist. Where movie. it's like there's no rhyme or reason, right? It's like mm-hmm. not even Manson family crazy, you yeah. know? Because it's like. 
like it's just uh, three. I think brothers, or is it a dad and then two brothers. sons? Yeah. So, so the three of them are brothers. No, no, no. Two brothers. Two and brothers, then the dad. dad, and then grandpa. Kind of Half living grandpa. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. That's a whole, whole question. I think. I think we could also start off saying that. Wh- oh fuck. Technical difficulties, um, <laughs> how to get a drink, and Important. the mic popped off the phone. That's the setup we have. We're very um, high tech. But we were just talking about how it wasn't even at the level of, like, Manson family, where it was, like, a calculated, Mm-mm. helter-skelter type of, like, motivated. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just... They're described as cannibalistic sort of serial killers, and they... Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's uh, it, I think it... it it mystifies sort of like serial killers, which I think we know enough about. Yeah. Um, shout out to the show Mindhunters um, <laughs> yeah. and also the book. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Is it called Mindhunter? Mindhunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a legit book. Like, it, it's cool. Um, oh, uh, we have the ghost cat um, yeah. making an appearance. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like just generic crazy, right? Where like it's almost juven- a juvenile understanding of a cr- of uh, insanity. Insanity yeah. is not even a good word for it, right? I know. Because it doesn't insanity Erratic doesn't behavior. exist. I think like I think it's like they use the word like crazy or insane to describe kind of like erratic behavior that they couldn't understand or couldn't explain at the time. And right? Yeah, they're they're. They're meant to be, like, cannibals. I thought it was really interesting. Like, in the beginning, and I'd kind of heard of this a little bit, and we should also say that neither the Acolyte or the Matron had actually watched this um, Yeah, this is a first view. Prior. And I think, I mean, I don't know. We're just talking about it, and we're both a little inebriated. But I think, I think Matron Sane of Nightmares isn't that interested in slashers. I feel it. Because I think Slashers goes for shock value. Yeah, and I kind of like the substance, like the more substantive horror. Absolutely. I mean, one, for the for for the purposes of this podcast, there's <laughs> right. less substance, right? right. But, but really, you know, what... And it depends on what you're scared by, but what scares me is some more... What... what what horrific things do to you rather than the horrific things themselves. And I think that's like a whole conversation that we should have about this. Cause I think that they, they actually did like a introspective kind of like view of Sally at the end of the movie. Right. Um, where we were just kind of like chilling with her just excruciating horror for yeah. like, I don't know. It felt like 10 years, but probably five minutes. Yeah. You, you do. Yeah. Because they, they, you start the movie off with five people. Right. It's two couples, um, Pam and Kirk. Um, Kirk goes first, and then Pam. Can we also just talk about how, like, Pam's outfit is on point? Girl is looking fly. She has, like, these red shorts, like, these high-waisted red shorts. It's, like, backless halter. She's like, I'm young. I'm hot. I know it. Fair. I've seen you in better red shorts. but. <laughs> Uh, they look great for people from like a, in the seventies, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 it was a good look for sure. They're just they just look young and carefree. Yeah, absolutely, like kind of a hippie vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they get they get knocked off real quick. Like there's it's it there's no it's unceremonious. They they just totally whacked and just, that's that. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Jerry gets knocked off real quick. Jerry's uh, Sally's boyfriend. 
Um, and yeah, yeah old Jer Bear goes goes right out. Both the men, like both of those two men, like Kirk and Jerry, just kind of seem like jerks. And I wonder if there's some metaphor to the fact that both women is like like jumped out of windows. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that could be a thing. Women be jumping. It's true. Um, and okay. breaking through those glass ceilings. <laughs> hey Yeah, but windows are horizontal. I mean, we don't need to look into it. That just, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but but I think that that's yeah. So that's um, yeah. So then Jerry goes, and then my main man Franklin goes. Yeah. Franklin from the onset was the shit. Yeah, Franklin's the truth. Franklin's like, the truth. He knew, like he just had like. He just had the tingle, you know? Yeah. He was like, my spidey senses are going off. Like, this is not the life I yeah, live. Yeah, something's going wrong. And also, they are... Like, we talked about this as we were watching it. Yeah. Um, my social work ass got all up in arms because they just, like, left him. They were, like, exploring their, like... <laughs> yeah. Their, like, their we home, their out. family home, and then they just left him in the yeah, van. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was like, he was just sitting there in this bunk-ass wheelchair. He couldn't get up the stairs, and they were just like, oh, we're going to go do our own thing. Yeah, and also, to be fair, he was the one that was helping him the whole time. He was like, oh, I know where it is. I know. They'd be, like, uh, like completely he was, lost without yeah, him. Yeah, you know, and, they like... They just used him, you know? Yeah, uh, and... It's, it's fucked. And, it's fucked. And he gets killed pretty unceremoniously too. He's With like, a chainsaw. Yeah, it's just no, like, just get, man. And just it's not even like, oh, like limbs. That. It's like he, he basically gets his chest carved up first. Yeah, you know? like Leatherface is just like, I don't know. I think this will kill you. Let's yeah. go with that. And so basically, everybody gets killed off. It just very quickly. Quickly and like pointlessly, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lot, you know, she didn't have final girl energy, but. Somehow she made it, but Sally makes it at the end, and she fucking just is. Yeah, she's fine. She's gonna be completely well adjusted. And no, nah, she might got a concussion. Come no, she's fucked, dude. Here's the here's the reality. So, <laughs> oh, you were joking. Okay, I was totally joking. So Sally gets like, I mean, first of all, like, what a great final girl scene. To have her in the back of a pickup truck covered in blood, like, crying. And laughing. And laughing. That's, like, what got to me, because, like... I think we've... Have we seen them before? But, like... Have we talked about this before? That's a common kind of response to trauma. It makes sense, though. It makes sense. You're just, like... But I think it's almost, like... I don't want to interrupt, but... uh, Like, from somebody that doesn't understand trauma, or, like, has, like, know-how, right? Like, I would feel like if I went through a traumatic experience, and I escaped in a like some absurd way yeah just like how the fuck did i get out of this i would be like what the fuck and i'd laugh right yeah it's it's rather than it's not a oh i think it's funny but it's almost a a reaction it's totally reaction like and it's physical like so much of our trauma response is physical so when she's Mm -hmm. laughing it makes so much sense like as one example so i work with veterans primarily so young combat veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, um, they would have like a, a similar story, right? So mm-hmm. I've heard this story like multiple times where they'd be in a firefight, it's life or death, and they have an erection. Oh, yeah. Okay? And, yeah. and then, like, what does your mind tell you about that? Your mind tells you, like, how could you be in this life or death, scary, terrifying, horrific situation right. and, like, have uh, an erection? And then, in reality... You know, it's completely normal. And afterwards, like, there's this, like, release of, like, laughing and being like, what is my body doing? It goes back to what you said about how it's absurdist, right? 
Well, yeah, and and it's like the absurdity of existence, the yeah. absurdity of life, like just blood rushing everywhere, like things are confusing, bodies are weird. Absolutely, like, and I feel like um, it makes sense. I think I like what you said is a mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I, or I was thinking, the, I don't know if totally. you said that, but it, the word is a mechanism, right? Because like, it's a kind of an automatic thing that your body does, and like, you know, from the one psychology class I've taken in college. Um, <laughs> There, there, there are physical, right, there are physical signs of, like, certain things that happen to you in different social situations. Yeah. You know, uh, one, one example they gave us was, you know, uh, when you're anxious for your a first date, your your heart rate goes up, right? Um, you get some, like, you, you know, your hands get clammy or, and, 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 you know, but those are the same symptoms, actually, when, when you see a bear that's yes. about to kill you, you know? So, but so it's the situation where we interpret what it is, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we 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 read our body language. Our mind interprets our body language, and um, and so much of this is subconscious, right? So much yeah. of this is stuff that we can't control, and I think that's really like at the core of this is like whatever reaction you're having to trauma is normal. Like it's, it's your reaction. Right. And I think that that's like one of the the hardest parts. But when we go through something that's like ungodly and unimaginable mm-hmm. is we think like, oh my gosh, our reaction to it is so subversive socially. Right. And so we judge it. We put all these judgments on it. Honestly, it's like supernatural. And for her to be crying and bawling and laughing at the same time, like this is, that's a completely natural reaction right. to something that's completely absurd. It yeah. should never have happened and it makes no sense. Like yeah. somebody was chasing you through the forest with a chainsaw. Like that's insane. But part that's of it, absurd. part of it too, I'm just trying to work this out, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's not laughing because she's processed it really even. It's, no, it's just it's a just reaction. The surface. Yeah, it's just a reaction, right? Like going back to what you said about some of your veterans with the erections, right? Like in a similar way when you're like a teenager boy, right? Like right. your body's just doing boners. Right. You know, right. it's like, it's like you're in math class right. and whatever it is. And it just happens. And, and, and socially we then interpret that as like, oh, well, is math turning me on? But it's not, you know, it's just, right. it's your body. Yeah. It's your body's doing out. something, you know? And like, and there's so many like socially unacceptable, like re- like experiences that we have where like our body is somehow unacceptable. Or our body is somehow mm, reacting in a way that's inappropriate yeah. or somehow like against the norm. Yeah. And in reality, it's like, yeah, your body's just reacting. Like yeah, you didn't yeah, think yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah, sit yeah. there and think like, I'm going to laugh right now. You didn't sit right. here and think like, I'm, you know, I'm in a life in a situation. An erection sounds like a great plan. You well, didn't do that. But, but <laughs> right? Like it just, but happens. even a step further than that, right? She's not sitting there and be like, Oh, that was a funny experience. Right. Exactly. Right? But it, there's no thought. Attached yeah. To that. It's, it's just, just sort reaction. of like, yeah, like, like, uh, because we're organic creatures. Yeah, we, we could, we could dissect <laughs> what we think jokes do for us. Right. But it's, it's a release of somehow of, of some, something, right. A cry, mm-hmm. a crying is a release, right. Because like, you, you know, that experience when you finally get a cry after things have been tough, right. It feels so good because it's releasing something. <sighs> right. And so I think laughter, maybe not in the exact same way. And I don't know much about it, but I'm sure it fulfills some kind of release function. You know, absolutely. And I was just talking to a client today about like, like the release of crying and how like we have this shame associated with crying, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. but we get a serotonin bump. Like our body wants us to cry. Oh, I didn't know that. Like our body is like, please release this. And there's a reason, right? There's a reason why we have like a physical reaction right. of like water yeah, leaving yeah. our eyes because our body's like, please, this is too much. I right. need a release. Yeah. I need this energy out. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I think there's something like there's an actual high you get after you like have a really good cry, right? Oh, absolutely. Because you get like this serotonin rush. Your body's like flooding your body or your brain is flooding your body with like these natural painkillers to try to adjust because they recognize your body gets the fact that emotional pain is, is very similar to physical pain and that we have to adjust it in that way. And I also want to go back just jump back like two steps to, to yeah. what you said too, about like you taking one psychology class. I think like, I want to, I want to like highlight that for a second because I think oftentimes professional, like mental health folks, like psychiatrists or therapists or psychologists mm -hmm. will gatekeep kind of mental health knowledge. But in reality, we're all just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And your experience is as valid, <laughs> right? Sure, yeah. As an education. Mm -hmm. And I think like um in the same way that like I think education is like vital. I think it provided me with like incredible experience and knowledge about like the the biology and like therapeutic practices and systems of oppression that affect mental health. All of these great things, right? I also think it told me how little I know. And mm. how much I have to be open to listening to other people's experience because of my limited perspective. Right. And I think that that honestly is like the biggest thing that I got from education. And I think that that is like just to say that individuals experience of mental health symptoms, whether it be like a diagnosed thing or just like something that you've been struggling with or something you've been thinking about or your relationships with other people, like that's valid knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have a lot to offer just based on that experience. So, um, that's my soapbox on that. Well, I, I, I love that because not because, you know, you basically just said that I'm an expert, but, <laughs> no, but I, I think also for whoever's listening, right? I think mm -hmm. like, um, your, your journey or if it's not a journey yet or whatever, like whatever you feel and whatever you've gone through. Right. I, I think sometimes not the most important, but an important aspect of it is like what your own process was with it. Absolutely. You know, and what, what your interpretation and what meaning you have, you've assigned to things that you've gone through, good or bad. You know, Absolutely. and I don't, and again, I, you know, not to minimize your, your education or whatever, because you have no, masters whatever. or whatever, but like for, for me, what, what I see with it is it's helpful to put words to it yeah, and to ha and to see other cases of different things, you know, and again, I'm not, it's totally minimizing like years of work that you've done, but not you know, it's helpful it's to have not. words to things, right? It's like, Absolutely. oh, well that's that specifically, or I felt like this and you don't really know what it is. You, you, you felt it and you remember it, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's something else, you know? Yeah. And, and so again, I think part of, I think my role in this dynamic really is to provide a more layman's perspective sometimes, yeah. you know, and then to bounce it off of your expertise. Um, but yeah, I think like whatever you've been through, um, it's valid. Yeah. And like, I think all that you owe yourself or all that you can do sometimes is just process that. Right. And, sure. and, and, uh, and, and attach meaning to that. Um, hopefully positive, you know, yeah. but like, obviously negative when it needs to be, you know, but like, yeah, like you don't need a therapist to be like, oh, well you have this and you've done, this is what happened to you in order to start processing right. the own, the, the shit that's happened in your life. There's a million ways you can do that. Yeah. I will say, like, I think that the most valuable mental health education I ever got was um, 
was, well, I guess that's twofold. So I think one, my experience, mm-hmm. right? My experience with like my own mental health struggles, yeah. my own trauma. Um, and then also being in therapy for a while. Yeah. I think that's a big help for me too. Having right? been through, been to a couple therapists and yeah. you know, it's helpful to have a lot of friends Absolutely. that work in the, in the field so yeah. I can bounce things off of, but I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and that's like one thing that this movie, like one thing that I just wanted to mention about the movie was just that I think it's, it's kind of, um, it's definitely a pinnacle horror movie, right? Like I think yeah. it, it like represents like a very important kind of like way that we perceive horror. It kind of did it in a different way. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And at the same time, like, I think it fell into a lot of tropes about, um, safety and mental illness and like erratic behavior and all of these things. I will play devil's advocate with Please, this. Please. I wish you would. The only research that we ever do is yeah. a Wikipedia, right? Or yeah, maybe yeah. a little more, but it is, it does set the standard for this, like a lot of slashes. So it was a first Mm-hmm. For a lot of things. So I think that's what it was. I think Absolutely. that's what's lost on us. Is we've seen Saw. We've seen some of their slasher totally, movies totally. already. And so it's hard to... Like, I'll listen to some bands, right? Some of my favorite bands from the 2000s, 2010s or whatever. And then I'll listen to the bands that influence them. I'll be like, this is, like, Different. not that good. You know? know. It's yeah. like... But, like, the new bands did it better. Like, obviously, there's probably better stuff out there. But for 74? I this? think 78. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, if you watch this in the 70s, I think it would be properly scary. I and 100% it was the first, agree. it'd be the first time you've seen some of this shit on TV. Yeah, yeah, and they did it in a really unique way. And I like the cinematography a lot, too. Yeah, it was really well shot. Like, yeah. weird, like, close-up shit. It was really fucking mm-hmm. metal, actually. Like, yeah. like close-up <laughs> shots of eyeballs. I like that you could see her eyeball dilating. Yeah. That was dope. And was um, dope. there's a bits of, like, uh, it, it, like, it was, like, a cult adjacent you know because like weird bones and like you didn't really know what the purpose of this stuff was you know what's happening right now like was it just was it just like a a souvenir or something like that but anyway so the movie itself was I actually wasn't a big fan yeah Um, but I know not really my thing either really well shot I respect it and um, it was really well shot and yeah I think um, I did do a little deep dive on who Leatherface is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be 100% honest with our listeners that my only um, exposure to Leatherface prior to tonight was um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, but now that I know, I Googled. Boom, 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 boom. Midwest rap, man. So. I googled kind of like what the inspiration was for uh, Leatherface, uh-huh. and I found out that it was actually Ed Gein. Ed oh Gein. yeah, yeah, Ed right, Gein. right, yeah, yeah, Ed Gein from um, uh, I believe it was from I don't know. I heard a rumor that it was Wisconsin. Is that true? Of course. I'm just saying I might be a Minnesota Vikings fan, so Wisconsin is the worst. But anyway, he's from Wisconsin. And not from Texas. And the the parallel is he killed two women in the 50s. Um, The parallel is that he did engage in some cannibalistic activity and Mm -hmm. he did wear 
their faces. Their faces. Okay. Yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of it. So the rest of it was kind of taken. It was licensed, taken from like other things, okay. right? So the whole family environment, the whole family involvement, um, and the chainsaw itself being in Texas, all of that was um, actually not true. Yeah, yeah. So in the it, beginning, it was marketed it says, as a true movie. Well, in the beginning, it says like you know this is based on a true story, and I guess um, the director said that it was based on. Uh, this this Ed guy, um, but it was very loosely based, and it's not actually based in in fact. So mm-hmm. there was never five college students. There was right, two yeah. women actually in, in different years that were different ages. Okay. Um, so it was it was very different. But and I think that that was kind of like ringing in the back of my head this whole time of thinking like, you know, humans can do horrible horrible things to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also can imagine horrible things that we can do to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that is, there's a great book called um, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about trauma response. Mm-hmm. And our imaginations are like such beautiful, incredible mm. things that can be used for so many different things. Um, but one of the things that really trips us up with trauma mm-hmm. is that our imaginations um, imagine threats where there are no threats. So like... As an example, a zebra sees a lion on the savanna and runs away, shakes it off when the lion's gone and feels better. A human sees a lion on the savanna, goes home and keeps imagining the lion on the savanna, Mm. right? Keeps imagining the lion could find us, the lion's 20 meters away, the lion's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think the further that we get into some of these movies, I think it would be an interesting thing because I don't want to completely write off the slasher genre. I mean, I just, I said earlier that we should, but, you know, to be fair, (laughs) it's it's a perspective thing, right? A a slasher movie almost... um, I, I, okay, I have, I'm not going to use the subject ob- object, and I'm sure somebody can correct me, but it's from the perspective of the victim, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, what's going on? Holy shit, this mm-hmm. is fucking terrible. But a lot of the movies that we've seen, it's almost from a third-person perspective, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. these are all shot from a third-person perspective. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's actually, a slasher movie is actually shown from the person that the horror is happening to. Yes. Whereas some of the other ones, you're almost taking a third person perspective on the whole story, where which you're insulates like, you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's why this is fucked up, mm-hmm. you know? Because like this person's going through that, and then the biggest mystery always is whatever horror is happening, yes, or whatever scary thing is coming at you. But you kind of see the different motivations almost. But this Absolutely. one's like you don't get their motivations. It's just you're you're with Sally, where you're just like, I'm gonna get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go find them. Yeah, you know. And so I think I think as we get deeper into some of these movies, right? Maybe we should check out more slashers and talk about the perspectives. But like, Mm -hmm. it is almost shown from a perspective of like, yeah, this is what happens when you don't know what's going on and people just die. Yeah, and there's a whole like subgenre of slashers called like torture porn, right? (laughs) And. And I think, like, a lot of those movies, too, like, from a mental health perspective, are really interesting because they kind of use the gore to yeah. kind of cover, like, some of the negative messaging that they're, sh- like, they're showing about, like, either mental illness or sure. like, certain populations yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I think, like, there there is a lot there. I think some of the slasher movies, like, sometimes I'll watch them and I'll, like... 
it'll end and I'm like, what did I just waste my time on? Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes there's like, you know, there's some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think there's like room for examination. I I won't. Yeah. I I, I don't. Cause you know, I think chainsaw massacres, it was, it was good to do for sure. And then I think eventually it might be cool to do like a saw movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I've only seen the first one. What's the other ones? Yo, they're fucking gnarly, man. Oh, um, the other ones are, uh, the, 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 the hostel. Yeah. Yeah, I heard those were gnarly. Yeah. 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 Like just watching people get, it's just the horror of seeing what happens rather than the sort of, you know, if you guys listen to hereditary, Mm -hmm. it's rather than the hereditary approach of like, this is a family drama and like that kind of stuff. After something unimaginable happens, not much in the movie where you get to sit with like the emotion of it. Totally. And where again, where you're applying the meaning of the events Rather, you're just experiencing the events. The events, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing I struggled with in this um, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre because Sally at the end, like, and me working with veterans too. There's a lot of traumatic brain injury that happens in the veteran population because of IEDs. Yeah, she Um, did get boinked in the head real hard. Right. So when I saw that, (laughs) when I saw that injury on the back of her head, where it looked like it had like broken through the skull, like. Mm I was just like, okay, well, she has like a very severe traumatic brain injury, yeah. and and as she was like pulling away in the in the pickup truck, it was kind of this empowering scene of like her survival. But all I could think about as a therapist yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was, um, oh my gosh, like this is so many layers of like really intense and yeah. really brutal trauma. This is not the end of it. <laughs> no, on top of like what kind of like cognitive issues might she have from yeah. that tra- those traumatic brain injuries? Because yeah. she was actually hit twice. Yeah, and then like. The actually PTSD, um, and I'm, I'm also have been diagnosed with PTSD. So when I say this, I mean this from like the most like empathetic place, but PTSD also can show up sometimes as like, you're not quite meeting cognitive expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is you're responding to all of this stimuli, right? Like right. these thoughts about negative events that have happened, these traumas that have happened or flashbacks or all of that stuff. Right. So it sometimes shows up as like you're spacey, you kind of can't, you, you like flake on things, you're, and that's all kind of like from that anxiety level, right? right. So like for me, when I was watching her pull away, I was thinking of like cognitive decline. I was thinking of like, how will this impact your executive functioning? Right. Yeah. This woman absolutely. is definitely going to develop some sort of substance use yeah, issue. Yeah. We, we need a, we need a sequel. I know. Whereas yeah. a drama of her just going to the therapist. Oh, <laughs> I'm like pulling for you, Sal. Like you what got was this. The, what was the movie we watched after Hereditary? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Jeez, we did two last weekend. <sighs> uh, it was Hereditary, and then we did uh, The Exorcist. Oh my gosh! How yeah, yeah, yeah. That? but right. not maybe not The Exorcist, but I think in Hereditary at the end. The, 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 whoever survives you like, that's, I've, you know, we've been doing this long enough and talking about it enough where I was like, yeah, this dude's like, yeah, he survived. He's physically I mean, alive, but his like, body? like, right. That's true. He is like, is his consciousness there? Yeah. I don't know if we should cross over spoilers, but well, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry guys. Um, like hereditary spoilers but uh yeah it just you a lot of these movies i'm like yeah you survive but you're gonna be fucked up for a while i know that's like that's such a painful thing about find a good therapist i hope your insurance covers that i know 
it's so awful. And it like as a as a social worker too, who, who works with people with no insurance, it's like Kitty. it's so frustrating because it's so hard. Like you you know the reality of trying to get mental health care is yeah. like so brutal. Bro. And then trying to get like adequate mental health care. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I've been lucky to be able to find a couple of therapists that have been serviceable for me, but totally. like it, the the whole thing is. I don't. We don't want to make it seem harder than it is. Look for a therapist. Find one if you can. Take take what you can get. I think you know. But like, because anything is can help. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah, and sometimes nonprofit therapists are like like um, sliding scale therapists are the best yeah, therapists. Yeah, yeah. I found my therapist as she was like an intern. Yeah, honestly, and she is the truth. I need to think. I need to try to shout look for out some to my therapist. Yeah, like. I, I, you know, she earns her money. Yeah. Mine. I like her. She's great. Um, but a lot of my friends who work with therapists that have sliding skills seem to like get the best results. Cause I'm I think, saying. cause there's some acknowledgement of the fact that like, it's hard out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, like, they're grinding, they're trying to figure it out. Exactly. Trying to figure it out, so. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're close to being done. Who are okay. you in this movie? We've just deter- we determined this early. Yeah, like I want to say Franklin because this is before the ADA, y'all. And I looked up. Yeah, if they had ramps, he would have survived. I know. He was like by far the smartest. So if he like, yeah, man, I, the the American Disabilities Act, Americans with Disabilities Act didn't pass until 1990. I just looked that up, <laughs> which is fucking horrifying. Uh, Nationwide? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. It Was it a... Amendment? There's, I think it's an amendment. No, it's a bill. It's just like a, oh, okay. a national federal law. I should know but, this. I went to architecture school. How dare you? Um, yeah, so anyway, Franklin got kind of screwed over. And the whole time he was like, yeah, you all suck. And he was telling Sally that she was not smart to be going into well, the yeah, like every He was it. telling everybody. He's like, he was basically like, I have a bad hunch about this. Like, yeah. were they, you know, was it a we thing just, or was that dude? I just got cut by a dude. Yeah, like, like he cut me. What are you guys talking about? I know. You like, guys want to go swimming? What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've left me down here. Ugh, uh, that was just like yeah. outrageous. I would have... Yeah, that's that was outrageous. Also, if I have kids, just for the record, I'm gonna teach them how to hotwire a car because I think that is like just a skill that every person needs to know. Like, my God, they were stuck because they didn't have the keys to the van. Which, by the way, that's an old van. Like, that's no problem. You could hotwire yeah. it easily. Yeah, I don't know how like, we'd be able to do that with like all these computers plugged into our computers now. C- computers plugged into our cars. Oh Sorry. my gosh, you're right. Okay. Anyway, who are you? Uh, I mean, I don't. I hope I'm Franklin. Franklin not, for life. Not the way it ended, but he just he had the he had the tickle. He had the special like something's wrong tickle, and he went with it. Franklin was the baller of and TCM. Yeah. Um, Chainsaw Massacre. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was no. It's a classic. Everybody should watch it. I guess, but like yes. we've progressed far enough from it where it's like. You know, know it's like, okay, for, okay, fine. It's like listening to Led Zeppelin expecting death metal when you, <laughs> right? Like, it's not. Because Led Zeppelin is great in and of itself if you know what you're getting, but it's not metal. You know what I mean? And so okay, yeah. that, that, that's my, that's my sort of thing. You know, again, okay. Led Zeppelin's great, but it's not great if you're expecting metal, but it's proto metal, you know? Okay. 
yeah, anyways. I see it. I yeah. feel it. I Black feel Sabbath it. forever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's it was like... I was very underwhelmed. Yeah. I think it's a little overhyped. Well, you said you struggled through it. Like, you tried to watch it a few times. And then I we did, finally yeah, did, that's so, true. you know. And I also tried to watch the 2003 version a couple times, too. Yeah, but how good could that time, be? Yeah, actually, my high school boyfriend and I tried to watch it. Um, <laughs> my high school sweetheart. Turns out we were both a little... We different. 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 Um, yeah, and, and I have. I've tried to watch it several times. And it's just not... It was really tough for me. It's just yeah. not my thing. I like the more, like... I don't know, like, subtle... Haunty stuff, yeah. I think. Philosophical okay. stuff. Well, to conclude, um, yes. there were three times where we played the drinking game. Or the, yes. So, and we won't call those out, but if you guys find any more, or you know which ones those are, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know. Matron Saint of Nightmares on Instagram. and We on the gram, y'all. We're official. I forgot what our Twitter handle is. I believe it's Matron Saint Nightmares. Uh, I think it's Saint St. See, you say you forgot, but look at you remembering. Look at me kind of remembering. <laughs> this is our first tipsy episode. Tipsy episode, and uh, we just wanted to kind of unleash, you know, just have some fun. Yeah. We hope you guys had fun, um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.